Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want the links to these stories to read them for yourself. Let's go to our first one of the week. Census First Reveals Socioeconomic Disparities. Bay Area Reporter reviewed new data from the U.S. Census Bureau, which revealed in July that the latest rounds of its Household Pulse Survey, which look at socioeconomic well-being of households, among other things, were the first uh, time including questions on LGBT identities. The results found that LGBT people were more likely to reside in households with recent food insecurity, income loss, and other challenges that have major implications for health. For example, 36.6% of LGBT adults' households had faced difficulties in paying for their expenses within the past week, and that's compared to 26.1% of uh, non-LGBT adult households. So um, quite a bit of a difference there uh, in terms of the socioeconomic uh, issues that are facing LGBT folks, um, at least, you know, in in these households that include LGBT individuals. Um, So definitely some concerning data there, although really positive news that there finally is this data, which, you know, this is the first time that they've they've included um, sexual orientation and gender identity questions in a survey like this. Next up, major study launched on gender-affirming surgery. Yahoo reported on a new NIH grant that will fund visiting nurses in New York to conduct follow-up visits for patients who have recently undergone gender-affirming surgery. The five-year study will follow these transgender patients and measure their psychological well-being and quality of life over time, potentially providing valuable information on the benefits, risks, and needs related to this type of treatment. What research is available has shown widespread benefits for trans people who are able to access the type of care when it's something that they desire. But I think what makes this study really interesting um, and potentially important is that there is this long follow-up period uh, and there are people actually coming out and and, and meeting with, with patients so they can hopefully get a more kind of in-depth picture um, over time of what I expect will be from everything that we've seen so far in the literature, a lot of benefits to getting gender-affirming care, um, including with respect to mental health. Our next story finds anxiety high among queer Wisconsin students. Wisconsin State Journal reported on a new study of 27,000 students in the state who reported trouble accessing uh, school and reported increasing mental health problems during 2021, as many schools continue to struggle with things like virtual classes, etc. during COVID-19. It also found that 78% of students who identify as gay and lesbian and 71% of those who identify as bisexual experienced anxiety, quote, always or frequently, compared to 44% of heterosexual students. Now, that 44%, I think, is already really high, um, but to look at these numbers among gay, lesbian, and bi students um, is really troubling and uh, suggests that stigma combined with all of what we've experienced during the pandemic, including a lot of isolation for our youth, um, that's all taken a toll on the mental health of these LGBT high school students. 
Next up, parents don't fully see mental health challenges. LGBT Health published a study on gender minority youth mental health that found that these youth parents may not know the whole story. While parents were able to somewhat identify depressive symptoms in their children, albeit at a less severe level than the children self-identified, the parents uh, underestimated the anxiety that their kids were facing. The results suggest the need for interventions to help parents of trans and non-binary youth uh, to identify and therefore help address the mental health issues that these youth are facing. Um, but to me, this story also connects to the one above and how it's really important to just have a variety of, of data sources that, you know, it's, it's really useful to have a study of parents to see what they're thinking and compare that to what the youth are thinking so that we can know, okay, parents are, are underestimating these challenges. But it's also really important that we have a large study of students that includes sexual orientation questions and uh, also gender identity would be very helpful here so that we can see uh, what the youth themselves are saying on a wide scale level. So two different studies, both giving us um, some similar information, but um, with different uh, techniques, different methods, different populations, we're seeing different parts of the same picture. Next up. Initiative takes testing home. HRC launched a new HIV home testing initiative that aims to bring convenient and private testing to some of the most disproportionately impacted groups in the country, queer, black, and Latinx men, and trans women of color. In addition to providing individuals with HIV tests that they can complete at home with the help of YouTube tutorials, the program will help link individuals to PrEP if they are interested, as well as to other health services in their area. The populations targeted by the campaign face barriers to testing and services, such as stigma and socioeconomic disparities, that HRC hopes this program will help to address. Our next story looks at mental health in 2016's wake. LGBT Health published a study on the mental health of Black and Latinx sexual minorities during the 2016 presidential election. They found that across several indicators, such as psychological distress, suicidal ideation, and social well-being, there was a decline in this population um, in terms of their mental health in the year and a half following the 2016 election. The results suggest that political issues affecting marginalized populations have an impact on mental health that uh, needs to be addressed. Next up. Healthcare non-discrimination lawsuit proceeds. Bloomberg reported that a lawsuit challenging the removal of LGBT protections um, related to the Affordable Care Act's non-discrimination provision can proceed in court, giving a boost to LGBT health advocates who say that the change in policy hurts LGBT health access and equity. The court allowed the challenge, which is one of several cases across the country, to proceed, although the Biden administration has indicated its desire to add back this non-discrimination provision that includes LGBT individuals. In our next story, Tory Cooper makes much-needed history. NBC News profiled Tory Cooper, the first black trans woman on the Presidential HIV Council. It's an important step given the major HIV disparities faced by black transgender women in the United States. The article cites a, CD study, a CDC study to that effect, uh, which was a study of six cities and found that more than six in ten black trans women were living with HIV, more than other trans women, and of course many, many times um, more than the overall population. 
Cooper said that many changes are needed to address these inequities. In other words, there's no um, one cause and there's no one solution. Um, some of the things that she mentioned were addressing systemic racism, expanding healthcare coverage, and allowing trans people to access correct identification documents, which of course is going to make it easier to, um, to access socioeconomic opportunities that can be preventive for HIV, as well as access uh, this healthcare services that they need. Next up, improving trans folks' care. Center for American Progress published a report on improving healthcare access for trans adults in the U.S., something that is sorely needed given both the unique needs and severe barriers the community faces. Research has shown that minority stress related to stigma and discrimination helps explain disparities trans people face with issues like mental health concerns and smoking. The population also faces elevated rates of violence, homelessness, and other challenges. The article um, also calls for expanded non-discrimination provisions in healthcare services, uh, as well as an expansion in what is covered by insurance. And in our final story of the week, addressing racial and ethnic disparities in health. The Journal of the American Medical Association published an issue on racial and ethnic uh, health disparities in the U.S., an important topic for those addressing LGBT health given the significant inequities faced by LGBT folks who are Black, Latinx, or otherwise people of color. The issue features topics such as access and affordability of care, provider and patient relationships, and how non-Black healthcare providers can help take on anti-Black stigma within the healthcare system. Overall, a lot of interesting uh, research here, which, like I said, although not LGBT-specific, is certainly important in addressing LGBT disparities, since we can't do that uh, unless we also address disparities facing people of color. That wraps up this dual edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Uh, covering two weeks' worth of news here. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbtwellness.org if you would like to read any of these stories for yourself, and I hope that you will tune in next week for another edition of our Roundup.